And I'm Raquel. And this is Religion Made Me Do It. Did it make you do it, Brenna? You know, yeah. (laughs) It made me do some things that I'm not super happy about, but. I mean, I don't think that it made me do anything that I'm like not proud of. Yeah. Because I don't think that I was extreme enough to do anything that I wasn't proud of. Mm. I think that I just uh, didn't do a lot of things that I personally thought was okay. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get past though that though and uh, talk about a brighter subject, Satanism. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Part two. Part two. Um. So, kind of going off of what we were talking about last week, um, where we were talking about the different aspects of Satanism, including like historical background and where it comes from, along with modern practices in the twenty first century. I'm going to start with doing a little bit more uh, Satan's background. Uh, I did a little bit more research on this as I thought it was interesting, Um, specifically with his relationship to the Bible, because that's arguably what his best known role and where that uh, quote unquote originated. And let me just preface this by saying I'm not talking (laughs) about Satan in actual like name form being referred to Satan, but just kind of like the general idea of a dissonant entity adversary, if you will. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, so as I said, he's, he's arguably best known for his role in the Bible where a Satan like deity appears in Genesis as being the serpent, which we kind of mentioned in last week's episode in which he ends up tempting Eve who tempts Adam into eating the fruit and then is cursed to walk on his belly as walk on his belly. <laughs> I meant crawl on his belly. Didn't snakes used to have yeah. feet? Yeah. So. If, if you go by like the biblical thing, yeah. Uh, I don't but like also evolutionary. I don't know. I don't know like why you would suddenly not have feet. I don't understand like what that would give you. Like I don't think you that can, that would give you, you a leg be- up. <laughs> God, I don't know, I feel like it could be sneaky. You're sneaky snake. Oh my God, that was good. <laughs> That's like the best pun I've the, come no, up with. No, the best part is how pleased with yourself you are. It's like the first pun. good pun I've and had. And you should in be. It's good. It's good. Um. So yeah, he's cursed. He's cursed by God when you know Eve kind of puts all of her blame on the serpent and's like, he's the one that told me. So in my opinion, I think it's really the serpent that gets fucked out of all of them because the only thing that really happens to them that's I mean, that horrible is that they lose, like, the whole immortal garden kind of thing. Mm. Um, And then I specifically wanted to mention um, probably, I guess, in my opinion, probably, like, my most favorite section from the Bible that really talks about Satan's background. Um, In Isaiah 14, 12, um, it's basically like this section in Isaiah talking about like a bunch of history sections, um, talking about what's going to proceed with like a war and, um, a kingdom basically. And there's this section that interjects and it's talking about, um, how Lucifer, the morning star fell from heaven because he defied God because he wanted to ascend the throne of heaven and become godlike. Um, and I, and I say godlike because, if we're referring to them as separate deities and we're referring to God just as being the God, um, 
He wanted to be similar, if not above that God. Um, so of course God banishes him and all of the people that follow him and he banishes him to the quote unquote pit. The snake pit. <laughs> or is it the pit at like, like a mosh pit? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm just being dumb. It's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like a, like burning fire, gnashing teeth pit kind of thing. Hmm. Sounds nice. Yeah. It sounds warm. It's like your Californication. <laughs> I mean, the way that I keep it in this house, like at a solid like 76, 77, because it never gets warm, I feel like I'd like it. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Eternal summer makes in sense. Death Valley. <laughs> but I wanted to go on and say that the Satan slash devil deity is more entered into the New Testament in which there's multiple sections in which Jesus and the devil are either in the wilderness or have come across each other in other settings in which the devil tempts Jesus to worship him in exchange for riches and glory, which I think is kind of like an interesting reason for God slash Jesus to drop everything and start worshiping him because if he's God, he's already, you know, can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, at least God can, because you know, the whole Jesus thing and Jesus didn't really want to die, but ends up doing it anyway. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> along with the whole, um, idea of glory. Cause you know, if you're, you're God, you're kind of already uh, being glorified. If uh, certain amounts of people are following you or not. Um, yeah, but that's kind of like where that comes from. Uh, like I said, he, the idea of the devil tends to be more um, entered into the New Testament versus the old. Um, but we still have aspects of a um, dissonant uh, deity or being being exemplified in the Old Testament. And then I also wanted to add in a caveat of some other of some other religions um, that include. Uh, devil-like figures, including uh, Islam, who uses shaitan. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, um, but it's similar to the devil in Christianity in which uh, shaitan rebelled against God or Allah and then was cast out of um, their heavenly place. Um, Judaism is a little bit different in which Satan isn't viewed as an actual uh, being, or a deity, Satan is just a verb, as in uh, the difficulty of temptation um, that will lead you astray, not an actual person. And then Buddhism, we have, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this again, but Mara, a demon that tempts uh, Siddhartha slash Buddha away from enlightenment. And last but not least, I wanted to mention uh, ancient Mesopotamians religion, um, Pazuzu. Pazuzu. I've been waiting for this yeah, for it's the a, past 10 minutes. I find that Pazuzu is what people tend uh, to use. Well, not tend, but like, I guess if they want to talk about like a, a satanic figure possessing somebody, I think it's usually attributed to being Pazuzu. And I'll mention this later, but that's like... Is that where they get like most of the imagery for Satan or... I don't think it's like most of the imagery because most of like the the like traditional um imagery for like Satan comes from like novels and stuff. Like um what was it that we talked about last week? I think it's um Paradise Lost. Yeah, Paradise Lost along with like um Milton or Blake, I think. Uh that was Milton. Yeah. 
Um, but Blake did the illustrations, right? Yeah, that's for Paradise true. Lost, yeah. So that's kind of where that comes from. But if you actually look up pictures of Pazuzu, Pazuzu idols, it's basically like this tiger-looking deity that has wings. Wait, how do you spell that? Uh, P-A-Z-U-Z-U. Oh, Pazazu. <laughs> Um, but if you look up pictures of what Pazuzu looks like, it's basically like this tiger headed kind of figure or like this, I don't know, gargoyle looking kind of thing that has, I think he looks nice that has wings. And sometimes there's like a snake crawling up his leg, but it kind of like juts out to look like his penis is a snake. Oh, which I think is like pretty cool. Not going to lie. Like I wish my penis was a snake. (laughs) I don't have a penis, but if I did, I would, I wish it was a snake. Yeah. Yep, it's right up there next to the st- to the testicular area. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it kind it's like wrapped around <laughs> his leg and it just kind of protrudes and it's like, "Hey, I'm here to see you." It's saying hi. It's saying hell Satan. <laughs> um so yeah, that's kind of where that comes from. And like I mentioned before, Pazuzu I feel like is what they tend to attribute most demonic Satan, I guess like satanic possession to is that deity that's actually the uh, same being that takes over the little girl in the exorcist movie. Um, I'm so sorry. I hate to interject. There is this picture of Pazuzu on, um, it's like Ultraman wiki and Pazuzu is thick as hell. Yeah. There's like some. Like yeah. three C sort of thick. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> some, there's some pretty like sick looking Pazuzu pictures out there. <laughs> like he has an absolute dump truck ass. I mean, it's from the front, but <laughs> you can tell with the thighs. What, what is a dump truck ass? What do you think it is? Like, I don't know, like some Tonka truck kind of shit. <laughs> like i don't know got a, got a lot in there i don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know how to explain it i can just feel it in my heart and in my soul oh um and then i also wanted to mention the idea of the devil slash satan in hell so basically the idea that the devil governs hell doesn't come from the bible um but may have come from dante's divine comedy which also Ooh. includes like sections for um, Dante's Inferno. This is just like the whole work. And then you can separate those into, you know, separate little parts and sections. But that was uh, the Divine Comedy was published in the early 14th century. And it basically depicts that God creates hell when he throws out Lucifer and his followers. And basically it creates like this enormous black hole in the center of the earth. Why did he even need to make a place? I don't know. Couldn't he just be like, you don't exist anymore? Right. I don't know. But then there's like the whole thing about how like in order for light to exist, you have to have dark. I guess. But he also like made everything right. So he yeah, doesn't so have to make everything the opposite. God creates Satan. But I thought that that was kind of like a little interesting caveat. Yeah, definitely. It's like... He's like, their power is so enormous that it just creates like a massive hole in the center (laughs) of the earth. Like, that's kind of dope. That's pretty sick. I want that. Yeah. I want to live in hell. (laughs) Like, you you upset God so much. He's like, here's a whole new place. No, but God doesn't create it. It's like, when he throws them out, it creates like this rift. Oh, oh, it creates, they created it themselves. Yeah, because it comes from their power. 
Their power is so fucking strong that it creates like this black hole in the center of the earth. Hmm. I want to be that powerful. (laughs) I just want to be able to like put a hole in like whatever like frustrates me. Start digging. Maybe you can find them. Who? Satan and his followers. Oh, yeah. You remember remember like that uh, like journey up to the center of the earth stuff? (laughs) Mostly I remember the reboot that happened with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh, and uh, Josh Hutchinson. (laughs) Hutcherson, Hutchinson. Yeah, I've seen that movie. I think I read the book too. The book's pretty okay. I think I watched it on a plane or something once. You know, I really don't understand that story because it's like, at the beginning, they're just, like, reading this book, and they're like, oh, I feel like there's definitely a center to the earth. And then they're just like, okay, let's go find it. They're just there. I feel like that's, the <laughs> that's like, the plot of so many fucking kids' things. They're, like, they're like reading something, and then they're like, oh, a magical world just appears. But it's not like but it just appears. They're just like, okay, let's go. And then, like, the first place they, like, the first even question that they look under, it's like a hole. <laughs> with like a ladder yeah and i'm like what the fuck is this this is not realistic and it's funny that all. like like i literally okay when i was in the third grade i had to write a story for the tax test and it was basically for the what uh tax it was like te- texas assessment knowledge and of, of knowledge and skills or standardized test oh. and we had to make up well we didn't have to make it up it was like tell a story about some t- thing that you did like really nice for someone. And I was just fucking bold. So I was like, Raquel was like nothing. <laughs> I have never helped a single person in my entire I've life. never done anything. <laughs> but no, I I'm was, a piece of shit. I was really into the Jonas brothers at the time. So, um, I'm hot. <laughs> more, cool. more like year 3000 era. Oh. And so, um, in, in the story, I was watching the, like year 3000 music video and then I got sucked into it like the world just like I it it took me to the year 3000 and then I helped somebody fix their hover car but my my point that I'm trying to make is like I was eight or nine when I conceived of this idea and I'm like if an eight or nine year old can conceive of this idea maybe we can stop putting it in like books and stuff it is fun though yeah I don't know not stop it I'm just like I don't know. We've done it enough. Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of why we never had like a resurgence of those kind of movies. Yeah. They just. Because they just kind of like. There were so many. There was just so many. Yeah. Like the market. The market was convoluted with too many. Yeah. Like, I mean, Magic School Bus. Yeah. Uh, The Treehouse series. Do you remember those? Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse. Yeah. I mean, fucking Narnia. I never really read those because those were too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I can't remember. I think I read like one or two of them. I think I read them I just for fun because I felt left out. Yeah. I don't I don't really remember the whole plot. I just know that there was a magic tree house and it, I'm pretty yeah, sure it they, took they, them they like go in the tree house and then it takes them to other places in time. Sick. I want that. That sounds nice. I know. Just take us out of this year, please. Right. <laughs> Anywhere but 2020. Right. Well, anyway, now I wanted to go back to kind of like backtrack a little bit to uh, last week's episode a little bit, kind of where we left off um, talking about the Satanic Temple. As I had said before, in 1997, um, when uh, LaVey died, who is basically given the name as modern Satanism's father, 
When he dies, Peter H. Gilmore becomes the high priest. Um, However, his statements that the Church of Satan members were the only true Satanists led to a church exodus, making many create their own shoot-offs, which is where the Satanic Temple comes into play, which is notably the most successful result of church divisions gained and gained attention in 2013. All right, let's go. The Satanic Temple is an American religious and political organization based in Salem, Massachusetts, co-founded by Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jerry. Um, I like love the fact that they're in Salem, Massachusetts, and it's definitely symbolic why they're in Salem, Massachusetts, because of course that's where the Salem witch trials happened, which is kind of like their whole point is like... I it's ironic. It's, it's ironic because, you know... People just like to other people, and that, yeah. that's kind of their whole thing, which is what they're about. Yeah, and we'll talk about that, that whole fear aspect in a little bit, but the whole idea is that because so many people were afraid of this of the devil in New England, and that caused this panic of accusing everyone as being witches for the most part if they deviated mm. from the norm. So it's just kind of ironic. Yeah. And if you, like, Google pictures of it, it's just, like, this pitch black building that they've painted over. Yeah. That's pretty sick. It's a good time. Um, so they they have a mission statement, and that is to, quote, encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, which is sick. Love that. Um, so they actively participate in public affairs. They lobby. They make strides for religious freedom and use satire against Christian groups that it sees as interfering with religious freedom. And that goes into their assertion that, Christian privilege in this country often interferes with personal freedom. And um, that's like something that like I'm re- I've only realized really in the past few years is that like if you if you grow up Christian and if you believe in this way, like that in itself is like kind of privilege in this country just yeah. because it's the accepted norm. Um, yeah, it's similar to like privileges that a lot of people don't think of. Like if you're beautiful, if you're like stereotypically beautiful, oh, pretty privilege is so real. Or if you're thin, yeah, <laughs> that one especially, <laughs> just because the world is not our world is not built for plus sized people, mm-hmm. which really sucks because that really limits a lot of people. Same with disabled people. Yeah, it's really just like whatever body type is like in. Yeah. style or in fashion at the time, which is fucking stupid. It's a mess and a half. It's a mess and a half. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, in, so I, I got, I'm, I'm sorry. I got most of my information from Wikipedia because that's just how I operated throughout, you know, most of college and high school. I'm so whatever. disappointed. I know. Brenna's so disappointed because like, She's a librarian, and, like, her whole thing is, like, information, and so this is just throwing that in her face, but I'm sorry. I am not patient. Um, But they have a study via the Wikipedia page um, done in 2016 by Durindal, Lewis, and Peterson. Um, I don't know what it's called, but... That's where I'm getting some of this information, and also from the documentary Hail Satan? Um... But in this study, they are considered, quote, rationalist political pranksters who highlight religious hypocrisy and advance secularism. Um, and that's uh, it's one of the things that we're going to get into with some of these court cases and with their demonstrations that they have done really in this country. Um, they're, they just 
They like satire. They like to fuck shit up. They like to fuck shit up. And but it's, they, it's awesome to watch. They do it in like, it's it's like making good trouble, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so. But the kind of good trouble that a lot of people aren't for, even mm-hmm. if they seem like they're for it. Yeah. Because especially, you'll get this especially if you watch the um Penny Lane, Doc, Hail Satan, question mark. It's so good. Which I highly recommend watching. I watched yeah. it in the movie theater, and I think it's on Hulu right now. Yeah. Um, if you subscribe to that at all. But you might be able to find it on YouTube or something. I don't know. Um, but it's it's kind of ironic because I think that their big thing, which I think is really emphasized in this documentary, is that we live in a country that claims that it's not based around religion or it says that like we have religious freedom and everything which is technically true but only to an extent because if you have the power to vote and you live in a democracy in which you you know there's freedom of speech and um freedom of religion to practice whatever you want and blah 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 that only really goes as far as if the people who vote vote in an open manner that's not based on their personal moral choices, Mm -hmm. which is difficult to separate, but that's also part of the reason why I think it's completely important that when people vote or decide to make laws that they're not only looking at their own moral convictions, but they're looking at more general moral convictions. And human nature. Like, like just, just the way that humanity works rather than your preference for how humanity right. should work. And part of the example that I like to use, so like if you are personally against abortion, okay, that's fine. That's your personal belief, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the more... In my opinion, the better vote to be to be made would be to vote pro-choice. So a whole bunch of people aren't completely subjugated to your own moral value mm-hmm. of being anti-abortion based I don't on even your mind the fact that like there is this idea of like this is like a moral value because like maybe going into the sanctity of life, but I do not appreciate arguments that are made with that are saying like oh god's children or they're they're invoking the name of god in order to make these arguments yeah but i think for an emotional response yeah and i get that but i also think that that's where like a lot of those beliefs come from yeah period which is why i think that it's more important that people you know when they make laws and things that they're not just thinking about themselves and they're making things more open to what everyone could do based on their moral beliefs not just on somebody else's exactly so yeah, it's kind of a commentary on that. Uh, yeah. Um, but with the so and that that is one of the things that the uh, Church of Satan or at the least Satanic the Satanic Temple Sanitis, we're on the Satanic Temple, yeah. Uh, that they advocate for is for um, freedom of choice and for because one of the main tenets is you know bodily autonomy, um, which is pretty sick. Um, but they also use. Like their their main sim again they're atheistic Satanists so they really invoke the literary figure of Satan and um, just his symbol as an adversary and they use him as a metaphor to construct a cultural narrative which promotes pragmatic skepticism rational repres- rep- 
reciprocity. <laughs> it's a hard word. Personal autonomy, like we said, bodily autonomy and curiosity. Um, and they see Satan as the eternal rebel, which kind of goes into why they, um, they play these pranks and they, they use the satire and they promote it in such a way that is a little bit in your face to people, but some people need that. And, right. and just to reiterate, they're not actually using Satan. No, as a, they're not worshiping. As a deity. They're using yeah. it more as like an, a trickster archetype. Yeah. And also for like show, like a carnivalesque sort of. Yeah. Because they, they hold their like mass. They, there's one with, are we going to get into the black mass? You can if you want. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. But so they, they have a series of tenants, which I want to highlight because... Again, if you're viewing Satanism from a traditional, maybe Christian or otherwise perspective, or just growing up in America, I mean, you might have this perspective of it being like this evil thing. But if you look into the tenets of the Satanic temple, I'm just going to read them off. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. One, pretty sick. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. So they see justice as something hopefully we can try to nail down with laws, but it is external of our justice system because it goes deeper than that. Like they're focusing on like human truth is what I'm gleaning from it. Three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. For the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Again, that's why they, you know, play these like big pranks and are kind of in your face about it. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Um, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that it might have caused. And every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written and sp or spoken word. And that's coming directly from their website. So is that's hailsatan.com. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a feeling it's probably the, just the satanic temple. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> They're really missing out on the opportunity though. But yeah, that is the satanic temple and that's what they're about. Um, yeah. And there's all good a, things from my perspective. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely caused a ruckus, which is part of like the whole the point, point behind them. Um, so in uh, 2015, um, specifically, they uh, tried to put a Baphomet statue on two Capitol grounds in Oklahoma and Arkansas in 2018. And this was in reaction to government-sanctioned Ten Commandments statues. Um, and if you watch Hail Satan, question mark, the documentary from Penny Lane, it also talks a lot about that. And just kind of like goes back to what I said about like how if you feel like you live in a religiously free country to practice whatever you want, Putting Ten Commandment statues in a government-sanctioned area that's not on private property but's on public property, that's kind of subjugating an entire 
community of people, Mm -hmm. if not the entire country, to view you as a Christian nation. Yeah. Or or a Jewish nation, you know, if you believe Mm -hmm. in the Ten Commandments and whatnot. Yeah, it's basically subjugating a whole bunch of people to that moral value. So what really what really gets me is that people can't see the like, like that would be exactly the same as somebody putting a passage of the Quran up. Which you know, which so many white people have an issue with. They'd be like, oh, no, we don't like that because it's evil or something. Yeah, like, because infidels or yeah, whatever. Which goes into what they, what they do with this. Yeah, so they decide to um, basically have a court case to put a Baphomet statue, um, which is one of the traditional... It's not technically... A satanic figure, but a lot of people like to use it because of paganism. That's technically where Baphomet comes from is a is a pagan symbol. Um, but people have taken it out of context and use it as a Satan figure because um the horns, it's like a goat figure, and that got popular in like the 17th and 18th century. Um, I believe. I think also we saw in The Witch. Yeah. Which we watched recently. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. I know you guys didn't like it that much, but it I like it. I like it. I like, I, I liked the style of it. I just like couldn't really follow along. There was like a, not, I don't know. This isn't about movies though. Yeah. Um. So basically they did this court case to put a Baphomet statue and they won, rightfully so, because, you know, if, if they're going to put a Ten Commandments statue, then why the hell not can you not have a Baphomet statue if you claim to be an openly religious country mm-hmm. or nation? And so obviously they won, but of course it was, you know, brought with a whole bunch of backlash, including people that, you know, either vandalized the statue, blah, 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 wanted to protest to get it removed, etc. And that was the same in Arkansas in 2018, which is one of the second cases and court cases that they mention in the Hail Satan doc. And yeah, these are both just in relation to those Ten Commandments (laughs) statues that are government sanctioned on courthouse or government sanctioned property. So yeah, if you haven't seen Hail Satan, I highly recommend it. Um, if you feel like you don't understand a lot of, uh, the satanic temple or a or lot of... if you just about... want, like, a good visual. Yeah. And right. it's just enjoyable to yeah, watch. It's They're really, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great movie. I would highly recommend watching it. It's very enjoyable. It's pretty fucking funny, too. <laughs> like, like, with their little hand sign of, like, hail Satan. Yeah. Little... It's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of goths, like, raising hell. <laughs> yeah. Like, but for, for the cause of justice. And... Right. Like, I'm here for it. Yeah, same. So now I think we wanted to transition into um, the devil in pop culture, which is pretty popular um, given that the devil's been, like, a figure for such a long time. So people like to uh, expedite that and use that in their movies and television shows and video games. Um, So the first one that I kind of wanted to mention was uh, Rosemary's Baby. Um, we actually watched that together, I think, last year, right? Yeah. It's a great movie if you've never seen it, but it definitely kind of dives into, like, the whole idea of satanic panic, even though uh, the movie came out uh, previously to that, uh, in which happened in the 80s, which we talked about last episode. I wonder if it was involved in anybody's consciousness, you know, like, to maybe react in such a way. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. it's listed as a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, the way that they're portraying the devil and, like, all these Satanists is very negative. And I'm not saying that, like, 
if you're actually like worshiping evil things, like you know, celebrating doing horrible things. I don't know. Things. That doesn't sound really great to me. But <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound really great to me. But like, the Satanism that we're talking about doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, but in Rosemary's Baby, it is like this traditional view of Satanism where it's all these people um, celebrating evil and like um, having like occult movements in their bathroom <laughs> or whatever and so i feel like i forgot a lot of that movie it's a great movie um yeah. so basically um frank sinatra's wife's name who, which is escaping me right now rose no nancy or is that her his daughter i can't remember but anyway it's one of his wives she's oh it's mia farrow mia farrow oh Excuse me. I think that was like his first wife. Um, But she stars in Rosemary's Baby. And it's basically this story of this husband and wife that are newly married that want to have a baby. They move into this house in this apartment complex. And she gets, she takes this medicine and it like puts her in like this sleep. And during this like trance like sleep she has, she gets raped by the devil. Oh, yeah. Um, But she doesn't really realize that. I think she kind of is hallucinating that it's her. She thinks that she's hallucinating. And kind of like throughout the film, like the audience member is made to like question it. Like, was it just her husband or like, was it, you know, what was it? She's just crazy, you know. And it just kind of like goes through like her hysteria of like thinking that everyone is against her and everyone thinking that she's crazy because she thinks that everyone's against her. And then at the very end, like you, you realize that she was right. Mm -hmm. Um, that the, that this Satan figure did rape her and impregnate her with his child, um, to be the antichrist to come and redeem these Satanists that conveniently live next door. Was the omen like the the response to that or did they get did they get Satan's baby out of her? So I think they do they do get Satan's baby out of her. Oh. Yeah. Like a religious abortion? No, they didn't do a religious <laughs> abortion. Um those were a no no back then. Oh, okay. Um, Coat hanger. But yeah, that's kind of like where we get the whole like a uh, really like famous scene of all of the people walking up to the um, baby's bassinet, and then you just see like this claw like hand come out, or like this, or I think it might be hooves for feet, and it's like fuck, she gave birth to Satan. <laughs> so that's a really popular depiction. Gave of- birth to a belly goat. Yeah. Right. Sorry. That's okay. So that's probably like one of the most famous. Um, one of the earliest and most famous uh, movie depictions of Satanism. Was The Exorcist before or after that? I think it was after. I could have sworn it was before. I don't know. Wasn't it in black and white? The Exorcist? Yeah. No, The Exorcist is in color. Oh. Hmm. Rosemary's Baby is in black and white, though, I think. Oh. She it. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm going to talk about The Exorcist too. So I also recommend watching that movie. And kind of like I mentioned before, the deity that does end up possessing the girl in uh, The Exorcist is the Pazuzu figure. And you know that because at the very beginning of the movie, when it's like that random desert scene, like with this archaeologist like digging shit up, shit up, you see like a Pazuzu figure. And if you look up a picture of Pazuzu and then go watch the movie, you'll know exactly it's what thick. I'm talking about. Not the thick one, <laughs> the one that's got a snake for a penis. Kind that, of. It was the same one. No, that's the one that had the Tonka trunk ass. 
Um, but anyway, that's a great movie. If you want to talk about uh, Satanism and really like, you know, this demonic figure possessing this innocent little girl and then she ends up like fucking herself with a cross and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's real messed up, but it's a great movie. Highly recommend. There's also a section. There's also an episode dedicated to um, like a satanic figure um, in the Doctor Who episode, uh, The Beast. I don't actually think that's the name of the episode, but if you're like me and you were a big Doctor Who fan in back in the day, um, it's one of the episodes with uh, David Tennant and uh, Billy What's-Her-Face as Rose Tyler, and it's basically an episode where they take the TARDIS and they're on this, they end up on this planet that's circu- circulating, circulating, circle, circling? Circling. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Circular rotating. Yeah, that's circular rotating um, this <laughs> this black hole like planet that's producing a whole bunch of energy. And so, and yeah, basically. So they decide to like take the TARDIS down into like where all this energy is coming from and guess who they see. They see like this massive. No, they don't see. They see like this massive, uh, beast that comes out of the pit. That's red and horned and, you know, hates everything. And we know who that is. Yeah. We know who that is. Um, also, um, Lucifer, of course, slash Satan has been depicted in multiple supernatural uh, episodes, uh, <laughs> if you've ever watched that. Um, I mentioned it in the last one, but Lucifer on Netflix, yeah. where he's he's just this, like, club he's a owner. Whore. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, like, a ladies' man. Right? Yeah. And and man's man. He's bisexual, nice. I think. Yeah. There's, there's one part where it shows him, like, getting out of bed with... A man and a woman, and I'm like, okay, cool. All right. I mean, like, if you if if you're playing the devil and you're like trying to inspire difference, you in... also have to play the devil's advocate. If you know what I mean. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but there's there's multiple references to Satan in pop culture, and I'm sure that you could probably find one in almost any TV show, book, or novel, or comic, or video game that you watch, because um, usually. There's satanic slash devilish um, aspects to most villainous characters yeah. in either their um, their belief systems, um, their reasoning for why they do the things they do. Their I'd probably looks. say Voldemort too, as yeah. like the Dark Lord. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, because we have like the Death Eaters, and you know, and him wanting to inspire this difference, like away from like the general godlike character, which is viewed slash like um, Dumbledore and. A lot of, like, J.K. Rowling, um, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of her right now. Um, yeah, yeah, reasonably so. Yeah, but, like, she does She does take a lot of aspects um, from Christianity and does enter them into um, the Harry Potter books. Um, but, yeah, kind of like I was saying, you could probably find some satanic aspect from almost any adversary character yeah. in whatever you're reading, watching, playing, whatever. I mean, you might find somebody's pretty devilish that you know, so. Um, <laughs> no name. Just put a hex on them. Yeah. Just, oh, wait, no, they might like that. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just damn them to hell. <laughs> um, they'd probably like that, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, like, I've just been really thinking about, like, you know, the Planet of the Apes quote where the guy's, like, washed up on the shore and he's like, damn you! Damn you to hell! Oh, that okay. Yeah, the part I, where he's like groveling on the sand in front of the Statue of Liberty. 
but uh, it's like half covered in sand and he's like damn you that makes damn you all to hell that makes me that makes a lot of like references that i saw as a kid like make more sense like with madagascar he gets on they show up on madagascar and he's like damn you all to heck or something does he actually say damn no i think he says darn darn or kurt i don't know something fuck you (laughs) (laughs) fuck you fuck you uh we love we love Madagascar. That's a good one. And then um, there's one in SpongeBob when <laughs> when they're based. I know Brenda didn't watch SpongeBob as a kid. So I didn't she's have making a space with me right now. But um, there's one where uh, it's really windy outside and the wind starts going through SpongeBob's holes <laughs> and they start making him whistle and like making this music and the jellyfish really like it. So they start like attacking him and he has to make up like this like giant SpongeBob Stonehenge where that like can recreate like this music and stuff through the holes and stuff. But then when he comes back, like he hides in a cave for like years and years. And then when he comes back to Bikini Bottom, like, I don't know, it's all like the jellyfish have taken over. Well, like, no, but the wind has, you know how you said the Statue of Liberty was like halfway covered in sand. He comes back and the Krusty Krab is like covered in sand and like a bunch of things are like that. That's classic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so just, you know, take a look at what you're reading, listening to, watching, playing. You'll probably see some Satan in there. Yeah. They might look like Satan. They might not, but probably influenced by some of that. Mm Mm-hmm. So last but not least, I wanted to talk about fear just because I feel like this aspect is kind of a big turnoff for a lot of people when discussing Satanism. And that's usually what people um, think of along with like different cultish craziness along with sacrificing children and a bunch of other stuff. So of course, like, I guess since day one, and it's just because of kind of like the natural viewing and exploitation of like the devilish figure is that fear of the devil has been around kind of since day one and has also been responsible for witchcraft and the hysteria of Europe and New England in the 16th and 17th century, which includes Catholics, Protestants, and Puritans, specifically the Puritans with, of course, the Salem witch trials, which I just want to mention that like if you ever go to Salem, which I have been it's incredibly sad. Oh. It's like you I mean, it's a cool place to go. Like it's a cool history place, but just given how many people were killed just because they thought that the hysteria that they were experiencing was actually caused you know, from the devil. Well, it was like a thing to where like, even if a kid was born with like a birthmark, they would be like, that's the mark of the devil. Yeah. Fucking kill. Yeah. Kill the child. Yeah. You want to talk about people sacrificing. Right. You know, children. Or you want to call certain people like uncivilized. Yeah. You know, because of certain actions or things that they do or don't do. And then you have like, people killing children and killing like because they have a birthmark or like even killing like young girls because they're you know saying all these things that the devil told them apparently Which, like okay when you're a kid like you can get wrapped up in that hysteria so easily like i remember there was one time with like a bunch of my friends we were all just like hanging out and for whatever reason somebody was really scared about falling into a trance and i think like 
some, I, I, listen, I don't know. I don't know what we were on that night, but <laughs> like the fifth or sixth Obviously grade. some Pazuzu shit. Probably some Pazuzu, man. Um, and so one of my friends, I think was faking that she went into a trance and all of us freaked out. And like, there was, there was this hysteria. And like, if that would have happened, like back in the day, we would have been considered witches and killed. Yeah. Burn at the fucking stake. Right. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. And that's kind of why I bring up how incredibly sad it is to go there and just see like this grave, er- th- this cemetery area. And then you look at most of these grave headings and it's like killed because of witchcraft, beheaded, had stones put, not beheaded, but hanged, drowned, crushed by stones, you know, all this crazy shit. And then. You know, like, if you're the devil, like, you'll obviously float. <laughs> but if you sink and... No, that's what they used to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's like, <laughs> you gonna die this anyway. science is important. Humans naturally float. <laughs> like... Re- retweet. So anybody that you throw in that bitch is gonna float. Unless right. you just keep yourself down. Right. So this whole, like, <sighs> fear of the devil, um, to me, when I think of that, is really just fear of difference or dissonance in a community. And I think that that's why, I mean, a great example is with Catholicism in Europe. I mean, we have Joan of Arc, who literally claimed to be, you know, a messenger from God. And I don't know if I believe that or not. And, like, you might not either. But... Either way, she was trying to do good for her people and in, in her and was doing what she thought was right. And then basically gets fucked over by the Catholic Church because they think that she's a witchcraft simply because they don't like what she did to the country. And what which she, was I, I'm not familiar with her story. Oh, France. No, like what what did she do? Oh, she story. she started wars to try to get the what she believed to be the correct king on the mm. throne. Oh. Um it's a really invigorating tale, but basically when she's a little girl, she gets visions from God. Um and basically these visions tell her that um the current king of France isn't the one that God has chosen and blah blah blah. And so she dresses as a man and leads an army um to try to um kick the current king off the throne and um, get the one that God has ordained um, in her visions put into power. Was he actually a bad king? You know, I don't know much about, like, the king himself in regards to the story, but I don't... I think he was, like, leaving a lot of France in poverty. Well, Um, I mean, I feel like most of the kings and queens of the day were just not great people. Um, But basically, um, she succeeds in all of this and is basically a war hero but then the catholic church comes in and is like nah bitch and then they (laughs) end up imprisoning her for i think over a year and then finally uh burn her at the stake god because of a witchcraft because they some after everything that's happened they're like were there men who were you know considered witches or can you not be a witch if you're a man no you can be a witch if you're a man Okay. Um, I feel like to an extent At least it's a little bit egalitarian. You know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like to an extent it's a little bit less common. And I think part of that is because the view that the woman could be overtaken a lot easier than a man mm. could. Those um, silly women. Yeah. And our feeble minds. Yeah. But poor Joan of Arc gets burnt at the stake. Um, and she's actually a saint now. Mm. Um, she's been sainted by the Catholic Church. That's so, ironic. So if you go to if you go to cathedrals in Paris, you'll probably see her. 
in, engraved either as a statue or on the wall or whatever as Saint Joan of Arc. Do you think she would have wanted that after they killed her? I don't know. I mean, in her mind, she died as a martyr, so I don't think probably. And she was very convicted in what she believed, so I don't think that she was tremendously upset about getting killed. Well. Because, I mean, either way, she was a symbol. Cool. And as in, as I mentioned before, like, we also have Puritans with Salem witch trials. Um, But as as I mentioned, what this goes back to is, in my opinion, the fear of the devil is literally just a fear of difference and dissonance in communities that could cause uproar or upheaval to either the political state, which for Europe was the Catholic Church for a long time until Henry VIII. And and then after that, it was the Protestant, Protestant Church and all that crap. And, you know, we don't really have like a true division of church and state just in general, like even though we say we do. So... These ideas of being different or having dissonance in communities with different beliefs or like things that go against the grain, which is basically what Satanism stands for, especially modern Satanism, where you have people that are just kind of like doing what they feel is right, um, even if it goes against the grain of what's normal. And so I think that that's incredibly important because I feel like... It's very noble. It's something that we're like taught as kids to do. And then it's like when we actually do it, it's like... Oh, don't do it that way. Yeah, and it's so much that so many of these strict lifestyles, like, you know, with Puritans or with Catholics, you know, or people that lived under Catholic rule back in the day, these strict lifestyles lead to this fear of, you know, the unknown and what can happen. So it's like you have to watch your every step, otherwise you're going to get taken by the devil. Yeah. And, you know, and this just kind of goes back to what I was saying in last episode. I feel like the idea of Satan is just an excuse not to take up for yourself and your true desires or your true wants, whether you believe those are good or not, it's just easier to blame it on a satanic deity rather than taking up for yourself, which I feel like is really ironic because so many people just automatically denounce Satanism, modern Satanism, as being, we're going to kill children and we're going to have like cult sacrifices and all and like worship the devil. But in fact, their main tenants embraces accepting that you have wants and desires. You can't be a shitty person. And if you are, it's an eye for an eye mentality. So if you do something shitty to them, then they have the right to do something shitty to you to put everything back in balance and really just accept that you're not perfect. And also that being different isn't a bad thing. Yeah. So everybody, the, everybody just needs to take a second glance at themselves because I just can't (laughs) with this holier than thou. Kind yeah, of shit. I just can't with that, especially nowadays. I, I just have no patience for it. It's it's an interesting point to see to see Satan as sort of a scapegoat for bad things. Like, oh, people do bad things. Why did they do bad things? Because oh, they're be, influenced by Satan. It must be obviously, Satan. it has nothing to do with us. Has nothing to do with you know the fact that like maybe just maybe I could have just wanted to do this right. Thing. And if it, and if it's not like actually like Satan directly as like a deity, but just this idea of being tempted from poor wants or desires which are wrong, but those are still those things that you want. 
Yeah. And and wants and desires aren't always a good thing. Like I think everybody can admit that. But not so like if we're made by God, then, then he instilled those wants and desires we have into those every wants and person. Desires. So like like if I you if know. you desire sex, I mean, I don't know what you want, but for me, I want some sex. So <laughs> I'm going to go have some sex. <laughs> we know what Brenda's doing tonight. I might not have sex with, you know, everything I see, but <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Um, Brian's really trying to hold it together right now. He's trying to hold this podcast together. This was like really the third does. take. He's just like got his hands this, up in the this air. This the third take. <laughs> he, he has to edit out some shit sometimes when we say stupid things. He's like, this is like the 15th he's, pause. This he's is like hero. the 17th um. This is just a shit. He's like, he, oh, 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 oh. He wrote that theme music that you heard at the beginning of this episode. I wanted to credit it last time, but um, we didn't know at the time that he had made the music. And then I heard it and it was very good and we're very excited about it. So thank you, Brian. Yes, thank you. It was excellent. He's just giving a thumbs up. Excellent stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Satanism. So yeah, I just feel like a lot of this, you know, anti-Satan anti-satanism idea comes from a lack of understanding um lack of openness being afraid of that fear (laughs) and whatnot so like i said before everybody just needs to take a good look at yourself before you start judging other people and just to like calm down maybe (laughs) like yeah just calm down a little bit like if if there is something like i i if this was me four or five years ago, God, I would not have been able to tell you that, like, I would not have been able to uh, even believe or think that I was talking about this topic right now um, because I was, like, a super fucking Christian. Like, I was super in it. Like, I was I was fucking balls deep <laughs> into the word of God. You were balls deep in Jesus. <laughs> I was balls deep in Jesus. <laughs> and like I don't know I would hear anything like this and I remember feeling like this very like physical visceral reaction to hearing anything like related to Satan because I was so I was so scared of it and I spent so much time like I've talked about this in other episodes but like I spent so much time like on my knees praying like to not be gay or like to be a better person and like anytime I would fuck up like and I think so much of that goes back to this fear and especially this fear of the other and even even to the fear of letting yourself shine kind of through ex- experience for- something else that you're not yeah, used to. Yeah, and being able to say that you're all not all of your wants and desires are inherently bad. Yeah. Like you can you can want things. You're allowed to want things. You're like Yeah, it's human nature to want things. And I don't know. I guess that's that's where the dissonance for me comes with Christianity is like like this abstinence from pleasure in general, which we talked about in the last one with the Church of Satan. That was one of their um, big things that they were about was this, you know, embracing of desire. And I don't know. Embracing desire has been like pretty sick <laughs> personally. I like it. And Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's one thing to say, like, I th- you know, you're embracing the things that you want, but then, you know, then we have people that 
think that what that means is to just do like everything horrible. You gotta purge. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like the opposite. It's it's like it's why like Yeah, I feel I like it's know. thoughtful. It's not just, you know It's just thoughtful desire. Yeah. So And for for the sake of not just going batshit insane, it's like why you see so many like preacher's kids going to college and going crazy and like physically like hurting themselves a lot of times um yeah because, because they're trying to give the, they're trying to make up for all the years that they decide divide. just th- this unchecked desire that they've been holding back for years their entire childhood yeah everything that they've ever said that they couldn't have just comes out yeah or it's and- in front of them on like a silver platter and then it, it, it's this feeling of like unraveling. Like, and I remember this feeling very well of like, like, oh, I did one thing. So it's like going to lead to another and another right. and another. But like at the end of it all, like I'm fine. Like <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to hell. Like it's yeah, and okay. How, and, and how freeing that is. How fucking freeing. Honestly. Which I think, which I think is literally like the whole point of modern Satanism is yeah. to like, let go of all these beliefs that hold you back and keep you in literally kind of like an anxiety stressed out zone because you're so concerned with being the way that your God wants you to be. So you just forgo everything and some, and sometimes turn into a really shitty person. Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, just enjoy life. Chill out. Take a breather. Take a breather. Do what you think is right, but also do it because you're morally convicted. Yeah, or if you if if you believe in something, don't be if you believe in it strong enough, you won't be afraid to approach something that's different. Yeah. And if you if you believe in it, like truly to your core, you won't be afraid to approach something that is different than you to maybe get a different perspective and then you can s- turn away from that perspective and be like, "Hmm, maybe not for me." That's fine. Like, that's totally okay to do in life. and Yeah, I think that's an important step in being morally convicted of your own beliefs. Yeah, I have so many, I have so many good, like, Christian friends who have done that. They have, you know, like... Taken a step back and... Yeah, they've ended up in this place of, like, being accepting of, like, other people and everything. Like, (laughs) uh, one of my good friends, Keith, he's, like, one of the coolest most moral like religious dudes that i know i mean not really religious he but he's a christian and like he listens to satanic black metal <laughs> yeah same it's he a good just time enjoys it it's a good and time. recognizes that like what what it's about and that it's not necessarily like going to make him an evil person yeah i well, think also, i may be wrong sorry keith if i'm wrong well but. <laughs> also like there's that whole south park episode where they're just like <laughs> oh my god, it's like one of my favorite South Park episodes where um Cartman is like, I bet I can make I can I bet I can go like triple platinum on like on like a Christian rock album. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> And he's just talking about Jesus being in him. Yes. <laughs> and it's there's like, I have seen a billboard, an unironic billboard, and it just says Jesus in big letters, and then in in the background, <laughs> like like as almost as a watermark, it's like, is he in you? God, if you're ever driving through Arkansas, you know that billboard. Yeah, <laughs> so and, a shout out. <laughs> and there's this one time that uh, Brendan uh, was my boyfriend. He was uh, helping with uh, this Christian music showcase that they were doing <laughs> at our school. 
and he uh, got to pick the music that they were working to beforehand, <laughs> he chooses some good old Satan music because he's like, how will they know? All they, they hear is, he <laughs> is, he's the shadow. <laughs> oh, is that how it went? It was... <laughs> That's how most of it goes. Half the time, they're not, like, specific with who they're praising. They're just, like... With the satanic stuff? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, sometimes they're, like, Satan. <laughs> but other times, it's just, like, no. It's, like, he's the greatest. He saves you. Oh, that's so He good. redeems me every day. Oh, my God. Yeah, go listen to some. It's a good time. Sick. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Yes, thank you Part for... Part two of Satanism. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Thank you for listening and for making it to the end of this and for... For, for your continued support. Yes. Um, we I, I was able to up our followers on Instagram to 50 this week. Hell yeah. Which I appreciate Milestones. all of you that were able to follow and reach out. Um, I am trying to post more on our Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening and subscribing that really yeah. helps us out a lot. Um, and, and if you heard the new intro and outro music um, for our podcast, our good producer, Brian, Brian made, that, made that for us. He composed it, played it, and uh, enters it into our podcast every week. So mm-hmm. thank you very much, Brian. As well as editing out all of our bullshit. Yeah, which is a <laughs> lot, given that this was the third take. Um, <laughs> So thank you to him and everyone else who supports us and listens to us. Um, follow us at Religion Made Me Do It on Instagram. And please on- send us like questions, comments, uh, concerns, or you know maybe topics that you'd like to have us cover. Yeah, personal experiences. Uh, you can either DM mm, us yeah. on our social media, um, or you can email us at Religion Made Me Do It at gmail.com. I want to hear some wild church stories. Same. Yeah. Like, uh, if somebody's ever been to, like, the Church of the Snake and, like... <laughs> that's that's one that's one that we're, we're very much looking forward to. Yeah. I want to I wanna do that one so bad. Yeah, same. And what's our Twitter, Raquel? Uh, religion made me. Because do it is apparently too much. It's, it's over the character limit. So yeah. it's at religion made me. I have a single meme up. And also, uh, I retweeted something about Jonah being... <laughs> it's basically just Jonah being, like, fucking upset that, like, a... like he, A whale swallowed him? Well, no, 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 no. Not even that a whale swallowed him. That after all of this, he brings himself up on a hill, and then, like, there's a plant that grows above him, and then the plant withers away and dies, and he goes, I would just rather die. Oh. <laughs> and God was like, are you angry? And he's like, yeah, I'm angry at this fucking plant. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like we should cover that one too. Yeah, probably will. Well, thank you again. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, listeners. And hail Satan. Hail Satan. Mm-hmm.